Thank goodness that today we are podcasting on a day that is sunny because that one might have just got you struck by that one. <laughs> I got three sets of police. Yeah, I got... <laughs> is this hiking for real or is this just like strolling? That's beginner hiking. That's, That's beginner hiking, yeah. <laughs> there may be a fountain yeah. under the steeple. <laughs> I mean, I've watched Downton Abbey. Yeah. Maybe I, I can it's something pick, like that. pick up a tip or trick from them. I don't know. Social team. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Northside Now. This is the podcast where we take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick, and with me as always, well... Not as always. I just have one co-host with me today. What's up, Glenn? Well, I'm doing good. Kevin's bailing on us again. He is, but I want to give a shout out to Kevin because he does something that we don't, and he goes every other week and gives platelets yeah. so that people can have those. And so we do appreciate people like him that do that. We do. can do that. Yeah. Um, well, we do have Pastor Gary in the uh, podcast room with us today, so we're not just alone in here. No. That's right. Glad to be here. So, and we were talking about giving blood a while ago and Pastor Gary, when we travel for mission trips and stuff, that really messes up your chances to give. Yep. So, yeah. so we're thankful for people like Kevin who take that time <laughs> yeah. out of their lives to do that. It takes him all morning. Yeah. I don't give blood. I'm not ready to, I, I try to keep as much of my DNA inside of myself as possible. Maybe it's just, <laughs> I'm not ready to, of needles. <laughs> I'm just not ready to, <laughs> to let the secrets of uh, eternal life out yet. Oh my goodness. And, Thank goodness that today you know. we are podcasting on a day that is sunny because that one might have just got you struck by lightning. So. <laughs> My blood contains this cure for cancer. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, we've just, uh, we had a great Holy Week. Easter we is we over. We got through it. <laughs> we hope you had a good Easter Resurrection Sunday as well. Yes. Yeah, and we had almost a thousand people here. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was great. It's been a long time since we've had that many people in the building, and partly because of COVID. Um, you know, we, we've had over a thousand before, but not since COVID. Not since COVID. No, it's been a while. So well, hopefully, that means things are going in the yeah upwards direction. I think we're going in the in the right direction. And the good news about that going in the right direction is, Pastor Gary, you've been putting off a trip that had kind of become a yearly a bi-yearly kind of trip over to the holy land yeah COVID has uh forced us twice to postpone uh the trip to the holy land israel yeah sometimes people forget that the holy land is more than israel yeah it goes all the way up uh, to like turkey it, yeah it goes it, <laughs> it, it, it covers the mediterranean world yeah and, but yeah we've uh, we postponed last year's trip we've pushed back the initial dates for this year's trip Right now, we are looking at the dates of September the 16th through the 26th, essentially uh, departing uh, the U.S. on that first day. It's about a 10 to 12-hour flight into mm. Tel Aviv. Uh, we will arrive in Tel Aviv. The travel group that we uh, utilize, uh, Friends in Travel, would meet us at the airport, load all of our luggage on a 55-passenger bus. That bus is our travel home uh, the whole time we're there. The two guides that our bus driver, we call him Money Mike. Oh, wow. Uh, as <laughs> well Mike. as Adam Desquale, who is the uh, actual guide, the Christian, um, Jewish Christians. Yeah, this sounds so like a good rap us. group, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Money, Mike and- Money, Money Mike. Mike is a retired tank driver for the Israeli army. Oh, wow. And you would be amazed at where he can get a bus. <laughs> he can get buses in places that would just blow you away. Oh, wow. But we fly into uh, Tel Aviv, 
We'll head up to the Galilee, which is northern Israel. We'll spend about three uh, nights in the Galilee area in the city of Tiberias. And uh, we'll go out on the Sea of Galilee. We'll go down uh, on a, a little journey down to Capernaum, the home of one of the disciples. If someone knows who that is, I won't say. <laughs> as well as to the Mount of Beatitudes, the church at Tegata, Gapa, as well as the church of the primacy, which is where Jesus restored another disciple. I won't, won't say who that is. We'll also go to the Valley of Armageddon, which uh, is the Caesarea Maritime, as well as the uh, Tel Megiddo that a lot of people read about in the Bible, and they don't really understand what they're reading. Yeah. And so then we'll also go to Nazareth, which is the home of Jesus, the hometown of Jesus, a city now of about 150,000 people. Oh, wow. When Jesus was uh, in Nazareth, there was a village of about 200, 300 people. And mm. so uh, that kind of shocks people when they discover that. But we'll also go to the precipice, which is where uh, some of the religious leaders wanted to uh, throw Jesus off of. Yeah. And what <laughs> you Mark. discover is yeah. it's, it's kind of a, a mountainous area. And the miracle of Jesus descending away from them is he goes down the mountain. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if you and I tried to do, we wouldn't make it. Uh, they might find us a, a couple of days later. And then, obviously, uh, we'll go to the, the city of Cana of Galilee, where we read about this wedding mm-hmm. and a miracle that was done there. Yeah. Then we will kind of go over to the central part of the Galilee, uh, northern Israel, to Beth Shehan, which uh, a famous king and his son, something happened to them there. Uh, and you'll look at the Roman Cardo, which is uh, what Rome, uh, the bill, the peace of Rome, not only encompassed Israel, but the uh, Near East and uh, Asia and what is present day Italy and, and all of that. We'll also visit the Dead Sea. Now, do y'all get out and float around in it like I see you people do, out, take pictures? They you, will. Uh. You have two options. Uh-huh. Uh, you can go roll up your pants leg and walk out in it for about 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah are that you can get in a bathing suit and go out and float in it, but they do not recommend that you stay more than 15 or 20 minutes because of the salt. Oh, really? The salinity is so high. You will be uncomfortable for the rest of the trip (laughs) because it will do a number on your skin. Oh, wow. And so it's just amazing when you see that, that you're going to float. Yeah. yeah, people can't believe that you float, but you yeah. do, you actually float. And you may you may want to go this time and check it out. I read an article that said the Dead Sea is dying because apparently <laughs> there was some salt or something that eroded at the bottom and it's draining. Yeah, well, and so got, like the water more levels and more fresh water, right? Essentially, you have to remember that Mount Hermon in uh, southern Lebanon is where the water that goes and basically forms the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. That's where that water comes from. That lake, they say sea, but uh, it's actually a lake. We have lakes around here bigger than that. Yeah, uh, It's three miles wide, 11 miles long. And so essentially the water that comes out of the Sea of Galilee floats down and creates the Jordan River. Mm, okay. The Jordan River flows into the Dead Sea. Mm. And so essentially that trickle of water has, over time, become less and less. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes people get to the, the, the Jordan River where Jesus was baptized, and there's an argument. <laughs> was Jesus immersed, or how did this work? And there are places where you could cross, and the water's no higher than your ankles. Mm-hmm. There are places where maybe it's to your knees. There are other places where it would come to your waist. 
And so that adds to the the debate about, okay, was Jesus immersed or or whatever? And then the other thing, uh, Kevin mentioned uh, Ibex uh, deer in his uh, sermon. You actually get to see real Ibex deer in the the Engedi National Forest and Park, which is where a famous king hid out from another king Uh. and actually cut a piece of his uh, robe off. As okay. he slept. Yeah, yeah. And those caves are still there. The springs are still there. And then we'll end up at Masada, which uh, there's been lots of movies about. Um, mm-hmm. This mountain fortress where a lot of um, religious leaders fled to. The Essians and some other people fled to. And uh, you just get to see Israel in a way that you otherwise would not. Mm-hmm. And that's even before we get to uh, the holy mountain where Jerusalem is located. And you don't go down to Jerusalem, you go up. Most people don't realize that Jerusalem is on a mountain. Yeah. yeah. And so as you're approaching it, you see this city in the sky. (laughs) And and that's Jerusalem, which which just kind of blows people away. And then we tour the old city. We go from the Jewish section to the Muslim section to the Christian section. There are people who still live in the old city, the different gates, uh, the Dung Gate, the Syrian Gate, all those different gates are still there. Oh, wow. uh, and so it is amazing just to, to see it, the wailing wall of the old temple, the teaching steps that they uncovered where Jesus would teach. Right now, one of the things that's in the news is the Alexa Moss. It's also within the, that confine, as well as the Golden Dome that everybody mm-hmm. sees. And so all of that is right there together. We will go to Bethlehem, to the birth side of Jesus, as well as to Shepherd's Field. You will see present-day real sheep herders, shepherds out with their flocks uh, still present-day in Israel. And so you just get to go do a lot of things that you've read about in the Bible, and it kind of will give you a a different impression, knowledge of the Bible than you've ever had before. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Do you go to any active digs? Are there any active digs? (laughs) I know there's a bunch that they seem like Um, they're always doing. They're always right now. Megadoo is still a – they've been digging the Megadoo tail. They call them tails. They've been digging the Megadoo tail probably for 100 years. Mm. They continue to reveal stuff. They continue to do active digs around the outside gates of the old city. Yeah. They have revealed Caiaphas' headquarters, the chief priests. There is also a dungeon that has been revealed, which is where Jesus spent about four or five hours. Yeah. Most people don't know that. Yeah. And so you actually get to go down into that dungeon. Uh, And you also get to see the steps that go out to the Mount of Olives Mm -hmm. and up the Mount of Olives to the Garden of Gethsemane. All of that is within probably 300 yards of each other. Oh, wow. And so we read the Bible and we get this impression that all this stuff is a long way away. And it's all right there together. So it just kind of blows you away. Yeah, when we did our walk through Holy Week, we were looking at some maps and Google Earth things. And we were talking a lot about Bethany, which is where Jesus spent his evenings during Holy Week. Yeah. Which and, is in uh, East Jerusalem. Yeah. So it looked an like Arab everything was section, really close to each yeah, other. An Arab section of Israel. Uh, Israel is surprising in that Jerusalem is divided in certain quarters, West Jerusalem, East Jerusalem. East Jerusalem is uh, predominantly Arab. Mm. Uh, and so you don't really realize that. It's also part of the West Bank. Uh-huh. And so... There is a part of the West Bank that is under Arab control, PLO control, Mm. 
there's a part that's under Israeli control. And they have partnerships where they control a couple of other areas. Yeah. And so one of the things you'll see on the news right now are the extreme groups on both sides that are shooting at each other, that are having fights. Yeah. Uh, and the Israeli police uh, have to go in and, and military and stop it. But one of the things that stuns people is the Palestinians also have police that you will see in the old city. Yeah. And so it just kind of surprises everybody that they cooperate and that they get along. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so uh, it is. It's just kind of uh, an amazing trip. Well, that's cool. But it is a safe trip, right? Very safe trip. I mean, they, um, they don't want to ruin. One of the things. they got three sets of police. I yeah, mean. <laughs> and, and the Army. Uh, any, and the Army. Any child who is over the age of 18 has to, a couple of days a month, go do military service. Mm-hmm where you will meet them on the streets walking around with submachine guns on their way to training. Yeah. They're not on their way to high school. They're on their way to military <laughs> training. But that is one of the things that, that was one of the very first things that we were told when we got there the first time I went. Quit paying attention to Fox News. Quit paying yeah. attention to CNN News. Yeah. If you want to know what's going on in Israel, there is a website, Haratz, H-A-A-R-E-T-Z, Haratz, mm-hmm that you can actually read about everything that's happening uh, in uh, Israel. They have a lot less crime than we do in America. And a lot of the parks, the public parks, you will see children playing out by themselves. Early in the morning, late at night, adults are nowhere to be found. Mm. And so the biggest issue you have in Israel as far as crime is pickpockets. Oh. So you know, you're, you're warned quite uh, heavily about that, mm-hmm. is to protect your documents. But I have never felt unsafe yeah. in any part of Israel. I've always felt safe. And I used to do crime analysis for the city of Jackson Police Department. Yeah, And so it is amazing to me, a lot of the times what you hear on Fox or CNN or MSNBC or the, yeah. and you think, okay, <laughs> All the- you go find the worst person to interview yeah. <laughs> or the most partisan person to interview. Yeah. And you don't realize that there are Arabs and Jews who live beside each other, have known each other for 30, 40, 50 years, and they get along perfectly. They babysit each other's children. Yeah. You'll never get to Gaza. Gaza is a whole different story. There is a wall completely around Gaza that you will never see. Mm. But Bethlehem, which uh, stuns a lot of people, is Arab. Yeah. It's in the Arab area, which is where Jesus was born. Yeah. And so... I think sometimes uh, when we Western Christians read our Bibles, we don't get a lot of what the Bible is is trying to tell us about who all was there. Yeah. That's something you learn when you're in Israel. Yeah. So if you're interested, they just recently had a gathering about those that are interested. I'm sure you probably didn't fill it up. No, I've had a number of people call me about wanting to go. Yeah. And so um, the biggest issue for most people is not going to Israel. Israel does not require masks. It no longer requires vaccination. doesn't require any of that. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue that most people have a question about is getting back into the U.S. Back into the yeah. U.S. <laughs> uh, because the United States still has some travel restrictions that you have to prove. Generally, a negative test yeah. to the airline. Yeah. Um, but essentially, you can get back into the U.S., but you don't want to necessarily go into quarantine. Sure. And things sure. like that. So we'll share the most recent updated travel restrictions from mm-hmm. the Department of Transportation. Yeah, and those are changing and hourly they, they change, right now. Yeah, they, <laughs> they change hourly. And so I think the world has learned that it can open back up, operate with COVID, operate with lots of other diseases as long as you take health precautions yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. make good decisions. So. Yeah. 
Well, good. Well, if you're interested, definitely get in touch with Pastor Gary. Gary at northsidejackson.com is his email, and 668-0617 is the phone number here. You don't send many people that phone number anymore. Yeah, I know. So many people call us on our cell cell phones. phones, I know, yeah. You you kind of forget what the church phone number number is. Um, But definitely, if you're interested in going, uh, would encourage you to go and... Yeah, I know you won't regret it. No, it'll uh, be the best 11 days of your life. I've heard the best tip for anyone that's going is to, during the summer, since you're going in September, is just get out and walk. Walk, walk. Because there's a lot of walking. There's a ton of walking. But just get out and walk and you'll get, be ready. Get some good sturdy shoes. If you need to take a, uh, a device to assist you, you will see all kind of uh, pilgrims from all over the world. Yeah. With ski poles walking, yeah. Uh, with walkers, rollators walking, uh, no place that we go would present present a problem, even for someone yeah. in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's what is amazing. Uh, but yeah, walk, get uh, a little a little better physical condition. Yeah, because it's a ton of walking on rock. Yeah, uh, which is a little bit different. Yeah. than for for what some people do. Yeah, not our normal concrete yeah. sidewalks yeah. and paths and stuff. We were going to go hiking pits and mounds, and it was concrete sidewalk the whole way. Oh, I was yeah. like, um, is this hiking for real, or is this just like strolling? <laughs> That's beginner hiking. That's <laughs> beginner hiking, yeah. <laughs> so, Well, Pastor Gary, you're also our executive pastor, so a lot of things fall under your umbrella, like what's going on with the building <laughs> and stuff like that. And and I think we found a, we might have a new a new water leak, so people might see some. It's a water feature. A water, yeah, we, yeah, it's turned into like a fountain. to turn it into a water feature or a baptismal <laughs> that uh, so if be see, right around the steeple area. Yeah, <laughs> there may be a fountain yeah. under the steeple. Uh, so if but, you see something going around in the steeple in the front again, that's, yeah. that's what's happening, right? But this building has reached the point in time and age where we're having to make lots of repairs to different things, including water pipes. We had a leak in January, early February, that uh, we struggled with. We got it fixed, uh, and uh, a pipe that was uh, not on the building plans <laughs> that uh, burst that we discovered uh, had, had been put, uh, put down. And right now, uh, we have discovered uh, that that pipe is uh, broken again, we mm. think. But we're trying to make the repair so that it does not interfere with Wednesday or Sunday worship. Yeah. And so hopefully we can do that without uh, too much disruption. So you will uh, obviously be notified on social media if uh, we have to do something. But we're making lots of repairs. Uh, a lot of people don't realize there are 29 air conditioners oh, wow. on top of this building. <laughs> and uh, probably 22 of them are 20 plus years old. Yeah, and uh, they have a lifespan usually of about twelve to fifteen years, and so some of them have exceeded that lifespan. Mm-hmm. And so we have things like that that uh, we have to take care of. We have heat and air issues uh, sometimes in different parts uh, of the building, and so we have a lot of things that need to be fixed, repaired that we need to watch over. Doors, holes in walls. Sometimes <laughs> we have uh, kids who, in their excitement and <laughs> exuberance hit hit a door and guess what they've knocked a hole in the wall so (laughs) we're getting things fixed like that Uh, i can't remember how many doors i think there's like 37 doors (laughs) yeah in this place and so you have to you know take care of doors uh and then there are bathroom fixtures that sometimes leak Mm. and so uh there's just a lot of things maintenance wise that a facility that is this big and it's always uh, going to be there that is used as much as this <laughs> facility is yeah. used 
you just have to constantly make repairs to. Yeah. And we try to make the very best business decisions as far as when we have things repaired, how we do that, who does that. And so it's just, it's, it's a lot of things like that. And, uh, yeah. And re- remind people, if you're a ministry leader or a Sunday school teacher or something like that, when you leave your room, turn your lights please, off and, please. Re- and reduce that utility like that. bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because so. we, we spend quite a bit of money on utilities. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, uh, we had the uh, Pelican wireless uh, mm-hmm. systems installed where we could uh, turn the air up or down in different rooms. That has reduced our utility bill substantially. We are trying to remind staff, ministry leaders, others uh, to cut lights out when you leave your office, as well as kind of be more aware of who's in the building to make sure that uh, we get lights cut off, Mm -hmm. uh, that we don't have lights and doors unlocked. One of the big issues uh, that we run into is a lot of times people come into church and they may unlock a door and we don't know they've unlocked it. Yeah. And sometimes you, you <laughs> and have, then they leave run, and forget yes, to lock they it leave back. <laughs> and you encounter someone in the hallway yeah. that shouldn't be in the church. Yeah. And yeah. so like, you, you just kind of say, yeah, like who are you or, or can, how can we help you? And so it, there are a lot of things that we just, we're, we're hoping to uh, address going forward and uh, make this uh, a easier place to access, enter, and do the kind of ministry that God obviously expects us to do. Yeah. And there's been some changes to the outside. I know we've gotten some new mulch yes. and some trees have been seasonal. trimmed and uh, we just flowers. Did this, we did the first uh, seasonal stuff as far as uh, flower beds, mulch, uh, spraying, cutting some things back. We hope this fall to do a bigger landscape project with the, the help of a couple of uh, Sunday school classes and volunteers. Mm-hmm who have helped put a plan together uh, late uh, last year to do that, to pull some things out and to dress some things up and make the flower beds, the yeah. tree islands look a lot better. Yeah, You'll notice that in some of the uh, parking lot, the uh, tree island areas, uh, the roots are beginning to have a big issue mm. uh, in our parking lot, as well as uh, a very big tree out front that has uh, kind of had its own way with our sidewalk. Yeah. And so <laughs> we're trying to address all of those things and uh, do it in in the best way so that we can continue to worship and um, get some things fixed up around here yeah that need to be fixed well the one thing is there's always something always 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 something something. that's what you learn there's always something going on always something that needs to be going on and then there's these things that you just don't ever know about that just pop up in your life one day exactly (laughs) Uh, and you do you just you just kind of laugh and think okay well before COVID or during COVID, we had put uh, hand sanitizers all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after the initial shock of COVID, we learned a little bit more about it. We ended up removing them because people were not using them. Yeah. And so you get stuff like that. And then one of the things that obviously uh, I get little notes from people about are the water fountains. Oh, yeah. We're in the process of upgrading those uh, because of supply and demand. We have not been able to get the ones that we want just yet. So I uh, would encourage people to be patient. We are aware of the um, notes that we've put on the water fountains outside of Hope Hall, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but we hope to address that soon. But we want to do it in a a good way, Mm -hmm. best business practice way, so that we're not constantly having to replace them. We're not constantly having to uh, make repairs to them. Yeah. And so so that's one of the things that uh, hopefully we can do uh, very soon. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, we appreciate all the hard work from all the people who do that. And, and all the volunteers. So, we all have an the volunteers, amazing yeah. group of uh, four men and a hammer, or four men and 12, or whatever they want to call themselves. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. show up and change lights out for us, move furniture for us, 
do a lot of projects out on the parking lot. And that's the thing about this congregation. It's an amazing congregation that loves to take care of this church facility. And uh, we appreciate that. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, well, Patrick, um, well, I know there's a few other things that are coming up pretty quickly to our calendars here at the church. So, yeah, we got a couple of things what coming do you up. Have? Well, the most immediate thing is this is the last week for mm. the snack backpacks. Yes. So make sure you bring your snacks to put in the packs on the backs yes. Uh, yes. for the kids. Put them in the mission bin in the hallway. Um, but yeah, this is the last week for that second quarter outreach focus. Really, really important. Yeah. There's a lot of hungry students in our area. Yeah. We need to, you know, that's something we can fix. We can eradicate that. Yeah. You know, a lot of these kids don't know where their next meal's coming from. That's right. So. We just we just need to be proactive in that. So yeah, definitely reach out there. Um, and then on May first, we have uh, graduation Sunday. Yep. So make sure you come celebrate all the graduates in the gym. In the gym, they're going to be in the gym around their tables, and you can drop off gifts for them there and mm-hmm. see them and their families and hug on them and tell them how much you love them and wish them well and all that. A little bit different than what we've done in the past. It won't be an evening banquet, and we're not going to be doing something in the services, but they will be stationed in the gym with all their stuff. And so there'll be some finger foods and things. So during the morning services, like you can take a break or whatever, whatever you want to do. Yeah. That's where they'll be. And you can encourage our seniors. They're just graduating high school and moving on to that next phase of life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then Saturday, May 7th, there's going to be a tea party for the K through second graders um, at Becky Truitt's house. That sounds like so two much o'clock fun. to four o'clock. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> And she's supposed to like walk them through like the actual how you're supposed to do tea. I don't know how that goes. I've never been to a tea party, so Me either. <laughs> I, I mean, I've watched Downton Abbey. Yeah, maybe I don't I can know if it's something pick, like that. Pick up a tip or trick from them. A, I don't a know. Social tea, event. yeah. A social tea. I've never been to yep. one. How you drink it? When you drink it? Why exactly. you drink it? That's right. That's right. And then May eighth is Mother's Day. Yeah. So make sure you call your moms and wish them a happy Mother's Day. And yeah. all the mothers in your life. Yes. yes. Every yes. woman has been a mother in someone's life. Yes. One of the things growing up in the United Methodist Church and stuff, when I, you know, they, they call that the festival of the Christian home, and that's how they yeah. would celebrate Mother's Day. Yes. And I've always viewed that as a really important thing oh, because, it is. you know, your home is more than just where you hang your hat. You know, it's, your head. it's a little bit more. So it's your whole village and all of that. So I do love to celebrate all the people who helped raise me. <laughs> For sure. Because yeah. it did take a, it took more in a village. It took like New York City. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I can imagine you weren't easy to raise. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like New Delhi, India, maybe something like that. <laughs> all of East Texas, West Texas, <laughs> all of East, yeah, all North of Texas. Texas. <laughs> and last but not least, Make Waves is the vacation Bible school that is happening in July this year. It's going to be like a beach theme, but we need like a hundred plus volunteers to make that happen. So you can get on right now on the website or on the app and sign up to be a volunteer, or you can go ahead and sign your kid up if you want them to participate, but make sure you do that. Those signups are available now. That'll be a totally rad thing, man. Yeah, totally tubular. All you surfer dudes out there. Come to Vacation Bible School, man. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, well, Let's be, hope we get past two days this time. Yes, yeah. we are going to. I don't care what happens. We're going to do it. We're going to a full week. 
Mm-hmm. Even if we only have a couple of kids by the last day. I had to send out a joke to uh, the youth this past week. It said, you know, it's not raining. We're having church. So it doesn't matter. We're going to have vacation Bible school the whole week. I'm just proclaiming Which, that right now. And that is a testimony to all of the volunteers who show up. Yes. Yep. And, uh, yes. It's amazing. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for podcasting with me. And thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. And that's what's happening at Northside Now. <laughs>